Welcome to the Boho News Podcast. Here, we share the latest news, comments and opinion from across the boutique, lifestyle and luxury hotel sectors, along with thought-provoking interviews with industry leaders. My name's Eloise Hansen, editor at BHN and host of this week's episode. This time, I'm speaking with Karen McPhee, Chief Executive of the Meetings Industry Association, about the challenges and the opportunities which the events sector faces what independent hoteliers can do to maximise their mice business, as well as trends for 2023. Karen, once again, thank you for joining me on my podcast. I know we were supposed to talk um, a month or so ago on on a webinar, but to kick off our conversation, why don't you introduce the MIA and how the company serves the hotel industry? Well, thank you, Eloise, and it is great to have a Mm one-to-one. So I am... Chief Executive of the Meetings Industry Association. I have been with the organization for nearly a year. I started on the 11th of November, 2021. Prior to that, I was head of global business events for Visit Britain and Visit England. Mm -hmm. And it's fair to say that I've worked within the association segment for quite some time, bidding for events, attracting events, working with associations and really appreciating why they exist and what makes them tick. So when I got the opportunity to, you know, go and lead an association, that was, you know, magic to me. So I'm really delighted to be in the role that I'm in. So the Meetings Industry Association, known as the MIA, it is the only holder and owner of the meetings accreditation in the business meetings and events industry. There are a whole variety of associations and we all work very well side by side, but we have that one accreditation, which actually signifies to the holder, that the holder of the accreditation, quality in service, quality of standards, legal compliance, safety, all of the all of the boxes you want ticked when you are a buyer looking for somewhere to place your business and actually giving that reassurance to both the the venue itself, the people that work there and the industry that they are accredited and mean business. We also cover the hot topics of the now in our annual conference, which takes place on the 17th of November in Birmingham. And we also award that excellence through our MIA list awards, again, taking place on the 17th of November. And we shine shine a light on individuals and then also teams within organisations. And this year we're looking at innovation, sustainability, or all of that important stuff that we're talking about now. We also have a platform which helps our members with business intelligence, analysing their customer feedback and many other things. And that we call Touchstone, but something exciting is happening with that as we turn the year and go into 2023. And we're a voice into government. I have regular meetings with DCMS and Bayes around business events. And, you know, it's great that we have the capability to be able to turn around any information that they may need quickly to kind of, you know, have a conversation with the, let's call it the hierarchy in government. It's really important that government understand business events and we're here and able to do that with relationships. So there's a lot more to it, um, but I think that gives a good overview of who we are. Thanks, Karen. And perhaps building on on top of of the last part of that introduction there, um, I often like to ask on my podcasts, 
uh, questions around challenges and opportunities. And so on that note, I would like you, um, if you if you don't mind, to, to provide like a balanced overview of what are those headwinds and tailwinds that the, the sector is currently facing. Well, it's an interesting one. You know, I went out to our membership to ask some questions about the economy and where we are now. And the same response comes back. There are huge issues due to increased costs with utilities, food and labour. It, it, it's crippling in some regards. And I was thinking about, um, you know, full service hotels. Mm. So with a full service hotels, they have to focus on what's profitable. So look at the profitability elements of the business and yield the whole space, not just the bedrooms. In terms of other issues, the prices that are sort of, the price increases that are being put on to the hotels and the venues, well, that translates into price increases to the customer or the client. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that they're being squeezed also. So, you know, there could be a concern around, you know, reduced events um, in terms of numbers or reduced events in terms of, you know, not as many taking place as in numbers attending events or events not taking place. We have the sustainability um, and, and green agenda, which bring, brings its own challenges. It's, mm. you know, I think about the challenge of sustainability because there are so many levels to sustainability. You know, they are beginning to impact travel and event planning. You know, they're coming up more and more in discussions, whereas maybe three, four years ago before the pandemic, I used to talk about the value of green and you know sort of carbon neutral and that kind of thing with clients oh yes 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 it's very important and I remember in Washington as I say about four years ago I asked the audience of about 90 planners mm -hmm. is is sustainability and the green agenda important to you a hundred percent put the hands up I said okay how many of you have it in your RFPs request for proposal and about 80 percent put the hand down okay so that was very, very telling. It's very important, but it wasn't on the page. And now it's still very important and it's on the page. So that's something that will affect how we how we do our events moving forward. And interestingly, I was at an event literally days ago and it was the business of events. And we talked about lots of different things and how, you know, what, what, what policies we need to create. And one of the things that came out was sustainability legislation mm. health and safety has been legislated so sustainability should be going down that road which i thought very interesting and it actually made sense so mm. you know sustainability and um the green agenda massive interestingly um pricewaterhouse coopers hotels futures report for 2023 um, they were talking about reduced household expenditure and 21 percent of respondents to the survey had said they're not going to be doing international travel they're going to be staying local as in domestic in the uk so that opens up it's kind of a, a headwind because they're reducing their spend with travel but it's almost a bit of a tailwind because there's more opportunity for us in the UK. Then lastly, in terms of um, the headwinds, there's a really slow sales process and contracts are not wanting to be signed um, by clients. And also the whole process is impacted by this agile working, which is fantastic because you can do so much from home. 
but it means that if you're doing it from home, you're not doing the site visit, the show round, walking through all those areas that you could potentially use. So it makes the whole process of selling so much longer. Mm. On the positive side, if there is a positive around COVID, there is real pent up demand. Mm -hmm. But whilst, you know, the revenues are really coming in and businesses are absolutely, you know, smashing targets from pre-pandemic times, F&B supply is very disrupted. Mm -hmm. So they, they, they plan, but then the plans have to change. So it's good in one regard, but it's not so good. Business is stronger than the pandemic. And that has been proven by various research um, findings that have come out. Corporates are back. Some are saying they're not, but 70% of corporates are, are booking. Now, interestingly, if you were to look at the corporate pre-pandemic, the corporate now is a different mix of sector. Mm -hmm. So it's not the same mix of corporates, but it's still corporate. So they're 70%. So that's more sort of beyond half full. Um, than not. So that's a really good sign. And international inbound travel has increased quite significantly, which will mitigate the reduced business in the domestic market. Mm -hmm. And it'll certainly help as we go into the first quarter of 2023. I think we could almost have a, a separate conversation about all of those different topics in isolation, let alone trying to pack it into a 20, Absolutely. 30 minute podcast. So. They are, they are. And as I say, sustainability is on so many levels. And I, I never appreciated that maybe about 18 months, two years ago, that there is so much to it. No, there are people um, you know, that, that sort of are within that sustainability um, umbrella. There are um, DEI, you know, uh, considerations. You know, there is net zero. We all talk about net zero. That is just one element. Yeah. So sustainability is huge. <laughs> mm -hmm. Let's let's move the conversation on to, to, to focus more on the boutique hotel market. Right. And it's it's not often um when when you look at, at at mice you know meetings and incentives and events you don't often partner these types of events and conferences with the boutique hotel segment but i think there's opportunities here to be had so i'm wondering whether the mia has any data to um to to show where those revenue revenue generating opportunities are for boutique hotels from from my experience and uh, talking with colleagues and members, you know, there are real, you know, revenue generating opportunities. So we've got the looking at Trevpar over Revpar. Mm. So every single venue has space that may be being underutilized. How can you utilize that space? One thing is for sure that meetings are happening and boardroom size meetings are, are of many and they're very lucrative, and they're all looking for quirky space. So you don't have to have a, a box of a room, you know, that is just practical. It needs to be fun and exciting and relaxing. So there's real opportunity to look around and consider the space that you have. I would say become AIM accredited, mm -hmm. which is an accreditation of ours. So it's that AIM secure accreditation that immediately puts a venue or a hotel on a platform that they weren't on. Mm -hmm. And massive for me is international events. So 
let me talk about ICA, which is the International Conference and Congress Association. Mm -hmm. So membership gives you a whole raft of things that you can use, tools you can use for your business and so on. It also gives you access to a phenomenal global database that you can interrogate. And you can interrogate and you can ask that database for events that are in wheat or cancer or eyes or sport, anything, you know, mm -hmm. and, and you can put the most specific detail in there and it will give you all the events that take place around the world and rotate around the world. This is the important thing. So events rotate around the world. An international association has members from across the world. Some associations rotate around the Americas, others rotate around Europe. So obviously an Americas association event wouldn't come to the UK, but Europe and world events would come to the UK. Now we're talking about some 20,000 events that are there that rotate around the world globally. So what is an ICA event? An ICA event, a qualifying event, as I call it, has to be more than 50 delegates mm -hmm. and it can be as many as you like. So a 50 delegate international event gets a tick in the box for the UK. At the end of any year, all of those international events that have taken place in the UK are added together and then it goes on a league table. Now, for many, many years, the UK was third, mm -hmm. and now it's about fifth. So we need to get back up to the top, third below America and Germany. And there wasn't much in it between Germany and the UK. So going back to the numbers, these events are 50 delegates or more. So, you know, a boutique hotel, many boutique hotels would be able to manage that size of event. And then if we go to the other end of the scale, so we're a destination, and I have first-hand example of this working at the um, ACC Liverpool, mm -hmm. is when you bring an event of 1,000, 2,000, 5,000 delegates into a location, there are groups of individuals who will want high-end luxury, they'll want the boutique, they'll be the directors, they'll want small dinners, they'll be the sponsors who'll want to wine and dine the delegates. There is massive opportunity for boutique hotels to get into that existing market and just, you know, work with that destination and that convention centre to say, we're here, how do we get involved? How do we make the buyer journey seamless so that we're part of the mix rather than on the outside wondering how we're going to get in? So that's massive for the boutique hotels. So there's lots that they can be doing. So what would you advise them right now if there are boutique hoteliers, independent hoteliers that are listening to this podcast, what can they do right now to support their business moving into 2023? I would ensure that they are well connected with their respective destinations, so destination management organisation. Mm -hmm. Any large venues that take significant events. So there may be a venue that can take a huge event, but it may not have one bedroom. Mm -hmm. So engage with them, partner with them, you know, become visible in that space and start to talk to agencies, even if you are a boutique hotel and you've not worked in the mice sector before, just go and have a conversation with the agencies who are out there. 
Ajito, Intel, Arrange My. They're three that spring to mind because it's, it's amazing how we all help each other. So if, if a boutique hotel wants help to get into a specific sector, then go and ask the people who can really help them get into that sector. And we're always here to help as well. Brilliant. Thanks, Karen. And, and finally, just to wrap up our conversation today, what MICE trends do you think are going to shape next year? So we, we know that experiential-led events are absolutely huge. You know, getting teams back together to do something a bit different. You know, you've got junkyard golf, axe throwing, which is very, very popular, um, interactive football, escape rooms, all of these things that you would never have thought would be relevant for the meetings industry. So they are trends that are here, and I reckon that they're here to stay. It just makes me wonder how you can get 500 throwers <laughs> in a room at any one time, but I'm sure there'll be a way. Um, you know, what takes place outside of the meeting space will be more important than what takes place in the room itself. Short lead times, they're here to stay, mm -hmm. and very short conversions, um, and green and more sustainable meetings. They are the absolute trends uh, with us now. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Karen. And no doubt I'll be picking up on the on the, the green agenda with you uh, on a separate conversation. Thanks, Eloise. Have a great day. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Boho News podcast. If you'd like to keep up to date with industry news, head on over to boutiquehotelnews.com and subscribe to our weekly newsletter.